On this feast of the Nativity of the Blessed Virgin Mary, let's pray with a reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham became the father of Isaac, Isaac the father of Jacob, Jacob the father of Judah and his brothers. Judah became the father of Perez and Zerah, whose mother was Tamar. Perez became the father of Hezron, Hezron the father of Ram, Ram the father of Amminadab, Amminadab became the father of Nashon, Nashon the father of Salmon, Salmon the father of Boaz, whose mother was Rahab. Boaz became the father of Obed, whose mother was Ruth. Obed became the father of Jesse, Jesse the father of David the king. David became the father of Solomon, whose mother had been the wife of Uriah. Solomon became the father of Rehoboam, Rehoboam the father of Abijah. Abijah the father of Asaph. Asaph became the father of Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat the father of Joram. Joram the father of Uzziah. Uzziah became the father of Jotham. Jotham the father of Ahaz. Ahaz the father of Hezekiah. Hezekiah became the father of Manasseh. Manasseh the father of Amos. Amos the father of Josiah. Josiah became the father of Jeconiah and his brothers at the time of the Babylonian exile. After the Babylonian exile, Jeconiah became the father of Shealtiel, Shealtiel the father of Zerubbabel, Zerubbabel the father of Abud, Abud became the father of Eliakim, Eliakim the father of Atzor, Atzor the father of Sadok, Sadok became the father of Achim, Achim the father of Eliot, Eliot, the father of Eleazar. Eleazar became the father of Mathan. Mathan, the father of Jacob. Jacob was the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary. Of her was born Jesus, who is called the Messiah. Now this is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. When his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found with child through the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her husband, since he was a righteous man, yet unwilling to expose her to shame, decided to divorce her quietly. Such was his intention when, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary, your wife, into your home. For it is through the Holy Spirit that this child has been conceived in her. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. The Gospel of the Lord. Yes, I can imagine the look on your face and guess what you're thinking as you listen to the gospel. Why are there so many names? What's the point of listening if we don't understand much? Besides, isn't it tiring to listen to all these names? In this feast, I could have read a shorter gospel, 
I could have read only the last part, but I chose to read the complete version. Even if we don't understand that much at the beginning, I think that the Word of God will always teach us a lesson. The Word of God wasn't written in vain, and for some reason, God wanted it to remain forever. I trust His Word more than I trust my comments. His Word must tell us something. We cannot give up so easily. I'll do what I possibly can to help you meditate over the reading of today's Gospel even if reading the full text means I'll have less time than usual for my commentary. Among all of the things that can be analyzed in this text, I want you to focus on two details in the genealogy we've just heard. They will help us think in the way God thinks, which is very different from our way of thinking. In this long list of names, there are two men. One was born of incest, and the other was born of adultery. There are four women, which is rather unusual for that era, whose lives weren't particularly happy. Three of the women were foreigners, and for the Hebrews of the time, marriage to a foreigner was considered to be an act of infidelity. Besides, three of them were sinners, Tamar, Rajab, and Bathsheba, only Ruth stands out for her purity. Why is this significant? What does it mean? It means that Jesus entered into our flawed human race just as it is, with all of its good and evil. In the story and history of salvation, sins are not hidden. They are forgiven. Yes, forgiven. Yet, at the last but one step prior to his birth, Jesus placed the purest of gateways into the human race, his immaculate mother. He wanted to go through a pure and holy gate while simultaneously accepting all his ancestors, the flawed human nature he'd come to save. God, who sometimes writes in squiggly lines, entered this world through a windy road. He chose the path of humanity. It's sometimes hard to believe that Jesus really became man, and with the exception of sin, that he didn't avoid anything of what being a man means. On that very last gateway toward purifying the world, Jesus chose to unite with the Blessed Virgin Mary. That's why her purity was essential. Today, we celebrate her birth, but it's not her birthday. Mary dwells in eternity and doesn't live in our time. But today, we remember that the Blessed Virgin was born to be the purest of all gateways, who brought the Savior into our lives. Jesus didn't come to hide or deny our sins, impurities, or the secrets from our past that we'd have liked to keep hidden. On the contrary, He came to redeem us from our sins without hiding or denying them. So let us seize this day to allow Jesus into our lives and ask Him to purify everything that's broken or needs redeeming. We all need Him to heal us. And for each of us, may Mary be the pure gateway that brings Jesus into our lives. May we have a good day. And may the blessing of God, our merciful Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, descend upon our hearts and remain with us forever.